Hey folks, just want to give a big shout out to everyone who supports the show over on patreon.com slash police, including our latest patrons, Rye and Joe. If you go to the Patreon page, it's basically a way to help support the show, sort of like throwing some change in the guitar case. Uh, it helps keep the lights on, and it helps you uh, feel good about supporting DIY local podcast. Um, if you're a member, you get access to all kinds of bonus content. Uh, you get early views of interviews I do with all the guests. So, um, you know, sometimes these interviews don't come out for a few weeks. You can check it out the day after I record it. If you're a member of the Patreon page, there's also, uh, right now, there's 43 bonus episodes and bonus interviews and bonus audio on the page. There's bonus video interviews, 10 of those. You can watch local artists talking about their favorite local concerts they've been to. You can get local music recommendations from over 100 local artists. There's some live performances that were filmed uh, back when I used to do these podcasts in person. Uh, and there's a new series of uh, features that I've been doing called My First Local Show, where all of the guests um, this year so far have been talking about uh, the first time they saw a local band live and who it was, where it was, and what it meant to them. So again, that's patreon.com slash police for the cost of literally pocket change. You can support the podcast and you can get access to all of this cool bonus content. Thanks to everyone who supports. If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch was probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with a band that has been on the show a few times over the years, and it seems like every time I have you on, there's a few of you who kind of uh, maintain with the group and have been on every episode, but the lineup changes slightly, and you're always doing something interesting. So I think that the best way to start this off is if the three of you who are here want to introduce yourselves and um, what you do in the Bloodshots, because uh, I think it's a band that's, that's well-known to a lot of people in Manitoba, but um, you know, there's always new listeners who, who maybe are here for the first time, so just to put a name to the voice. So let's just start with CJ. Uh, you know, you're kind of a known quantity on this show and that you've been on the, sh- the uh, interviews every time. So yeah, start off with you. Yeah, I'm CJ. I am the front man of the Bloodshots, singer, guitar player. Cool. I'll go next. I'm uh, Keith Skazik. I play rhythm guitar mostly and uh, backup vocals here and there. And you're another long time uh, member too, right? You, I mean, you've been on the in the band for-, yes, for yeah. yeah. Original. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I have been since day one. Yeah, and uh, my name is Ben Hodges. I'm the new guy to the band, uh, but I've known these guys for quite a long time. Uh, actually, I used to play in a band called Left to Center, and uh, uh, we, we'd actually team up on a lot of shows and cross paths with the Bloodshots for a while, so I've been in Big Ten, but I, I play the drums. I've been with these guys for just over a year now. And is there anyone else in the band right now, or are you a three-piece at this point? Uh, well, we had... Um, our uh our bass player he uh 
he had to kind of bow out because of work. His work schedule was getting a little too demanding. So uh, in the new year, we're going to look at solidifying up a base position. Cool, cool. Well, and, yeah, we and, got we have, we. Go ahead. Sorry, what you building for the uh, the big show there already? But uh, it's just temporary. So. Well, that was kind of what I wanted to get into right away. I mean, I know it's been a few years since I talked to you on the podcast, and then there's been a lot going on. Um, you know, not least of which was a global pandemic, kind of throwing a wrench into everything. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have you have big news that you've been sort of uh, promoting on social media, and uh, it's happening later this month. So maybe let's just lead off with that. What's uh, what's going on at the end of the month? January twenty fifth, we are uh, going down to play the world famous whiskey a go go on the Sunset Strip in Hollywood. There's a um, uh, an indigenous showcase. It has to do with Nam. Okay. And uh, we were asked by a contact that uh, we made last year at the Native American Music Awards down in New York. Um, a guy that we met down there, he reached out and uh, asked if we, he's like, you know, it's a pretty costly trip or whatever. We were like, we don't care. It's the whiskey. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. I mean, especially for, for, for a rock band too, right? I mean, like there, there's, there's a lot of uh, yeah. bands that that's going to mean a lot to. And I think that probably many of your influences would have gone through that club and spent a lot of time there and, and, and played some fairly iconic shows there in the past. Absolutely, yeah. So it's where a lot of bands cut their teeth. T- totally, totally. So is it, I mean, is it just the one show or are you planning on doing other shows sort of around that date? Um, ben, you want to take that one? Yeah, I'll, I've actually uh, reached out to quite a few other venues, and actually we're in talks right now to solidify up with uh, the Viper Room oh, cool. as well, which is another very popular club. Um, yeah, we're just in negotiations right now. I haven't, uh, haven't confirmed anything quite yet, but uh, yeah, I just want to try and get our music to more ears as much as possible while we're down there. Uh, like, I think this is turning out to be a really as a trip for both pleasure and business really because we get to we love what we do um but uh we know that we are going to try and talk to as many people as we can especially at the expo nam and and uh make connections as much as we can yeah that's it's all about knowing people i think this is a great opportunity for us that's cool yeah yeah definitely well and it's interesting too that that you're getting this opportunity through like an indigenous uh, music um setup because it seems like, especially in Manitoba, there's a huge, obviously, indigenous uh, population of artists uh, creating music. But it seems like what you do is not really the the genre or the sound that, that dominates. I mean, in in that community, in that sort of music scene, in the, those industry organizations and stuff like that. So this is cool that you have this opportunity to maybe play a venue down there that is more suited to what you do as as a band. Absolutely, yeah. That's kind of one thing that that we've run into a few times just in the scene here is you know there'd be like um an indigenous whatever f- uh, show festival or something and uh you know a lot of the indigenous music out there is uh, you know like maybe more folky or uh well country is huge a lot too really co- country it's very it's also very indigenous culture based uh, I myself have nothing against the culture or anything. I grew up with it, you know, yeah. powwow dancing, drumming, everything. But uh, I also grew up a major rock and roll fan, right? So, I mean, that's that's where we come from mostly. And I happen to be indigenous, <laughs> you know. And that's, that's, that's just all. You know. Sorry, Keith, you just lit up. It looks like you're about to say something. 
Oh no, no. Okay, no, you I was just, just I was it up, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> so, so I mean, I, I'm assuming that then this, this opportunity is because in some of these other areas, there's got to be indigenous rock bands and alt rock bands and heavier bands that are that are sort of more part of those scenes in other in other parts of uh, North America, right? Yeah, that's kind of something that uh, uh, me, Keith, and I discovered when we went, uh, like we said, to those music awards yeah. last year. We were we were actually shocked at um, how many uh, how much rock there was there. Like uh, Mickey Free, we met Mickey Free, who had played awesome. guitar for yeah for you know you name it yeah yeah um, and, and it just. It, it showed us that, that, you know, maybe in, uh, up here, if you, you know, we kind of don't fit with this or don't fit with that. When we got down there, we were like, holy man, like it's all over down here, you know? And, and it, it this showcase in LA is going to be a big part in pushing that agenda. Yeah. Uh, actually, if I could, if I could just add to that just it. quickly, I know that's something that uh, we pay attention to a lot is our, our streaming stats and just kind of where in the world our music's being played a lot or being streamed a lot. And, and uh, there is quite a lot of American influence, especially in the California area. But um, I, it's, uh, it, I think what we're, our music distribution that we've gotten through, uh, through our label and kind of what these, the groundwork that CJ and Keith had done for all these years and just trying to get their music to ears has really kind of made a great audience and i feel i, I strongly believe just and i'm because i'm the outsider coming in and i'm walking into the greek groundwork that these guys have already done it's it's like i'm walking into a good scenario where these guys have already gotten great quite a bit of good following yeah uh but we we pay attention to that that's something that we've talked about before as a group is like hey where are we getting our our best streams from and now it's great that we get to bring our talent to the Hollywood area where we're actually getting quite a few streams and listens. So it's, it's kind of, it's a best case scenario for us. Well, it wasn't the first time. It shall not be the last. You left so many times. I'm living replays of the past. I don't think that you get me. No, you don't understand. I'm trying to forget you, to wash you off my hands. So you can call me a
And you're, you're obviously with, with technology, you're able to reach out to those fans in those areas as well, though this is happening. Is that, are there challenges to that though, to just you know, being up here and knowing that the show's happening and trying to, because you obviously want those people who are streaming it to come check you out live and get sort of the full experience, right? Is, is it, are there difficulties with that? I mean, I know it's doable now more than it ever has been, but have you, uh, what has that experience been like trying to sort of uh, reach out to those actual fans? Because numbers on a streaming, you know, stats is one thing. But then sort of putting a face and a name to those numbers is something entirely different. Yeah, I think um, the main thing about that is, uh, you know, finding the time to to tour and get down there. But then there's also a lot of legalities with the work visa oh, you yeah, have to yeah. apply for. And, you know, there there's a lot of obstacles that way. And then you got to kind of make sure it's going to be worth it for you. You know, you don't... You, your passion goes strong but you don't want to put yourself in the hole too much by you know mm-hmm. going out there and doing that but honestly that's it's it's a major goal of ours to set some time aside and just go and tour yeah you know and, and the, the promoter chances. yeah exactly and uh the promoter of this show um uh larry k from sarasota florida he had mentioned uh, an interest in turning this show into somewhat of a tour and doing some of the southern states and working up oh, cool. but in the future. But, um, you know, it's just throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks so far. Well, I guess part of it too, right, is going to be, uh, you're going to want to see how this how this goes. And if it goes extremely well and you get, you know, a lot of uh, fan reaction, that, that could probably help dictate what you're going to do next as far as uh, getting back down there or, or touring in that area in the future. Exactly. Yeah. Big mm-hmm. time. As, obviously, I mean, it's I like hope, dip, dipping our toes in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope for your sake that it goes well, of course, but assuming it does, assuming like this is a big hit and, and then the show goes over well and you get, you meet a lot of people uh, who've already been listening to your stuff and, and everything's all positive. What is sort of the next step there? I mean, you have, I know you have, you have one album out, you've been releasing singles sort of fairly steadily uh, over the past few years. Do you have any uh, any releases coming up or in the works or anything like that to sort of uh, follow this um, hopeful success? Uh, yeah, actually, we, we've kind of been strategic with this whole thing for once, <laughs> you know, like actually looked at a plan to, for it business-wise. And in uh, November, we had gone into private ear recording and we recorded six songs. Oh, cool. And, uh, you know, in six songs, and I think it was four days or something. And our plan is to, with the help of our label, put um, those six songs with, you know, the five singles we have on streaming platforms currently together to have a full length and have that out, you know. So that's, that's the main goal, to have something to help push the message. Yeah, and along with that, we would do, uh, of course, we get some new videos coming out. We get some, um, try and build up our online platform a little bit. It's been definitely tour, definitely tour. That's always been something that's always come to our brain. And we want to just try and promote this, promote this mothership of an album to every ear that we possibly can. That's our 2024 uh, kind of plan for now. It's New Year's. This was recording. This is New Year's Day. But yeah, yeah. I'm wanting. Yeah, that's the kind of our big our big ship that we want to promote for sure.
Well, I, and one thing that I, that you guys also do that I think is cool is uh, I've never been to one because I'm like a hermit and I'll never leave my house unless I'm forced to. But you do those Nirvana shows, and I've always I've always intended to go to one of them. And I mean, I saw some photos from the last one. It looks like it was a big it was a big hit, huge crowd. Um, one of your comments on social media was talking about sort of the age range of of the audience members, which is really cool. Um, I don't know if I've asked you this before on a previous podcast, but I mean, I love that stuff because I grew up with it. I'm sure you guys have the same uh, experience. What is it about that sound? And then, you know, that's also very re- related to the sound that you guys have as, with your original music, too. Is that sort of 90s, um, old rock, grungy, you know, what is the staying power of that? Why do you think that that transcends? I mean, I have a teenage daughter who, uh, you know, was wearing a Ramona shirt today and she's got a Nirvana hoodie. And you know what I mean? Like that, that stuff, it just goes generation to generation to generation. Everyone, like, yeah. it, it, people don't stop liking it, right? Yeah, well... I- the thing is, I, I think we've been so lucky to like have such good music over the decades that it's like our generation, it's just like, like, you know, there's so much and it's, it's so different and it varies. And, you know, yeah, like you said, one can wear a Ramones shirt and then a Nirvana shirt the next day. And we've been so fortunate to have all these great bands over the decades. So, and Nirvana is just obviously one of all of our favorites as well. Yeah, it's, it goes with, you know. I think everybody uh, obviously is a uh, a byproduct of their influences, right? And, and that's just when we were coming up as teens, that was the music. And yeah. It just helped mold us. I, I guess sort of more what I'm getting at, though, is uh, why why does that, why has that lasted? Whereas a lot of other bands that were, you know, at one point you thought they were going to be huge and thought they were going to be listening, listened to forever have kind of dropped by the wayside. I mean, a band like Nirvana is, 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 seems to be sort of timeless and, right i mean even though it was very much of a time and place uh you can oh, do those shows now 
to 500 people with Park Theater or wherever, right. and and right. you're going to have teenagers in there, and you're going to have dudes in their 50s there, and it's it's, it's going to they're all going to like it the same. Like, why has maybe that band in particular lasted um, when times have changed, trends have changed, uh, styles have changed? Uh, I mean, it's great that they have, but it's just uh, I wonder what your impression is on on why they've um, sort of stood Wait. the test of time. I um, I think that it it had a lot to do with like you look at the obviously the the story of you know the where the music scene was at in the early nineties and uh, when when Nirvana came out and Nevermind blew up and it just kind of brought the misfits the you know the losers the weirdos the you know the the, the dorks like us <laughs> it kind of brought that forward and gave you a voice you know. And I think, I think a lot of people, no matter what generation you are, you go through your own angst and you go through your own traumas and problems. And when somebody writes music about those things, you relate to it. And yeah. I feel like a lot of the music nowadays is not really about anything, <laughs> you know, or it's just not as passionate as it used to be, I feel. And I think that's one thing rock music needs to get back to. That's a yeah. So that's a perfect answer, CJ. I was gonna <laughs> kind of echo that. It really, it really also speak kind of speaks like an anthem for anybody who's going through lots of emotions. Like you know, Kurt went through all those emotions, and so did Dave, and uh, all all those guys. Right, and that was that was kind of their their sounds also came along with it too. It was that was grunge at that time. And then it went from grunge to like a punk sound and they never really, they never really wanted to conform to any, anyone's suggestions, any labels kind of, they didn't want to make them too mainstream. They didn't want to be sound. They don't want to sound like anybody else. They yeah. want to be their identity. And I think lots of people thrive on that, that message. It's, it's, it was so clear at that time and it still is, still is. Yeah. That, 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 that's, I think that's a good answer too. I think that makes a lot of sense, especially because it seems like a lot of, um, artists nowadays are, are, are strictly in it for becoming famous. Like that's what? everyone wants to be famous now, right? So that seems like it's the goal rather than the DIY thing that even though Nirvana was on a major label, they still had that attitude and that kind of aesthetic, um, you know, even yeah. when they were selling millions of copies. So that, that makes sense for sure. Yeah.
what's the best way for people to hear you now? I mean, and I know that you have some music out. You like you said, you have more music in the works that people will be able to hear soon. But um, if someone's hearing you for the first time on this podcast and they want to know more, they want to find out more, um, hear more of your stuff. What's the best uh, option right now for them to find you online? Uh, just you know your your regular streaming platforms: Spotify, Apple Music, um, Amazon Music. Uh, whatever else I'm missing, YouTube. We've, we've got uh, a lot of content on YouTube, actually. Um, some live performances, some interviews, some, uh, there's a short documentary on there about one song we did. And um, I think if you just, you know, you look up the bloodshots on your streaming and you find our ugly mugs on there, pop it, give it a listen. And then keep uh, your eyes peeled to the social media and you come out to a show. That, that was sort of the next <laughs> question is the social media. That's that, that's probably the best way to find out what you're doing as far as upcoming shows and, and that kind of thing, right? Yeah, we're kind of, I don't know if it's old now or what, but like Instagram has been our go-to. So, um, and anything on there obviously reposts to Facebook anyway. So <laughs> I would say our, our Instagram, the bloodshots204. Cool. Every time we play a live show, we always try to make the strongest connection with the crowd. So that's that's definitely, at least I'm speaking for myself, that's my personal favorite platform you can find us anytime at. So it's always great to just come to a live show, support your music. Yeah. That's the best That's the best thing for us. Yeah. Well, and this mm-hmm. is maybe a question for the two of you who've been in the band since, since the beginning. Um, and I mean, just the most positive way possible. Why, what has sort of uh, possessed you to keep going with this band? Because it has been a long time. And you've been through ups and downs. You've, you've, you know, like I said, you've had lineup changes. You've all, all these things. Why have you stuck with this? Um, what is sort of the uh, the driving force behind keeping you going with the bloodshots? Uh, for me personally, um, just like lo- obviously love playing, and uh, you know, y- you got to do something. You know, you got to if you have hobbies, you got to like. And I just love playing, and I'll probably always play. And I love playing in this band and. Yeah, that's one thing that Keith and I have always clicked on since day one is like, we just want to rock and have fun. You know, sometimes with some past members or whatever, it had got too serious or, you know, some ego problems and such like that. But we we always kind of would step back and reassess things to be like, look, like we got into this because we love it. So let's just find likewise minds and... um we're going to do it no matter what, whether we're making something off of it or not, right? So it's just passion, love for it. So do you see this 10 years from now, regardless of how, how things go with the band, you'll still be plugging away? I <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. We're too old to play sports anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I hear you, I hear you. I've been doing this for more than 10 years too, I, I get it. It's you, You're in too deep now, right? <laughs> Too weak, yeah. <laughs> gotta do, gotta do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotta do the thing you already know how to do. Otherwise, it's too hard to That's... learn new tricks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, right on. You got it. 